Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune of interviewing Jeff Faldolin. He is an acceleration coach for entrepreneurs and coaches. He is the founder of New Concept Coaching and the Potential Zone Podcast. He's an international best-selling author, speaker, and trainer. He's got an extensive understanding of breaking through negative beliefs and limitations. His passion is to use creativity and a unique transformation process to guide people beyond what holds them back and step into their fullest potential. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Seth. Hey, man. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So let's go back in time. I know you weren't always a best-selling author, speaker, and trainer. How did you get started? Uh, that's a great question. It's a long story, <laughs> but it uh June 15th of 1985, um, I started gaining conscious in the hospital and I had pain go over me like I'd never had in my life. And uh, when I gained consciousness, I had a nurse looking over me and she says, do you know what had happened? And I said, no. And uh, she told me that I was in a near fatal car accident. Oh my God. And uh, then she went on to say, do you know who these people are and things like that? And she says, you know, I didn't realize what happened. And she told me that my sister was across the street fighting for her life. And um, then she asked me a question that forever changed my life. And that was, do you know how you got here? And so about four years after that car accident, I'm happy to say my sister recovered fully. I recovered fully, um, got some wires and metal in me and stuff like that. But she, um, about four and a half years later, I decided to figure out how I got to where I did in that car accident because I was on a self-destruct path and I failed. I failed, but yeah, so that's you what You didn't fail. You figured out a way to get into a near-fatal car accident, not die and reinvent yourself. <laughs> well, but my intention was to not be here. I mean, I, oh at, that my time God. My, yeah, at that time in my life, I didn't want to live to be 25 years of age. Yeah, I was not a happy camper. So um, January 25th of 1990, I made a decision that I wanted a better quality of life, and that's when I started, uh, got clean and sober, and has been developing ever since then. Okay, so congratulations on cha- changing your path. Yes, We're glad you. you did so that you could be here today. Yes. So how did you be, tell us about the author, speaker, trainer, Jeff. Um, well, I did jewelry for a long time, about two what and is, a half What decades. does did jewelry ma- mean? I was a jeweler. I, I was a master jeweler. Oh, okay. Planner. Yeah, so I had my own jewelry store. It was one of the biggest sellers on a site online that I won't mention. 
uh, had a very, very successful career. And I just felt some stuff started to turn inside of me that I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. There were lots of components about it that I really, really enjoyed. Um, but there were some things that were really pulling me in a different direction. And one day I woke up and my entire business was in my email box because I had been removed from that site. So I had the opportunity of reinventing myself. And, yeah, again. Um, and then went to a Tony Robbins event and recognized that I've been coaching people for about two decades prior to that went, you know what, I'm going to do this for a living. And one thing led to another and yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. Well, congratulations. Hopefully the longer version is in your actual book. So let's talk about that. You had been coaching informally, helping people and decided to make a business out of it. Who is your ideal client? Who are you serving? So I, I like working with solopreneurs and people in the range of anywhere from, you know, half a million to one and a half million, you know, revenue. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with nine figure companies as well, but it's, you know, I, I like the person that is out there really digging and grinding and they, they are holding themselves back. And that's been my journey as well. So I like to work with them and figure out what it is that's standing in their way. And because we all know that success and failure is an internal program, right? And so I like to figure out what it is that's really holding them back and getting them very clear on who they are and where they want to go and then design the strategies that they can execute to manifest what it is they truly desire. Awesome. Okay. So you said something that not everybody is aware of. You said success or failure is an internal program. Yep. I don't want to assume that all of our 180,000 listeners know what that means. Can you expand that a little bit? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so 75% of what we know in our entire lifetime, 75% of what we're going to know in our entire lifetime was by the age of five. And we made all kinds of decisions about life, about money, about achievement, about identity, about our, what it means to do whatever aspects, what, how we find significance, all these things were in part of that programming. And, you know, then by the time we're 35, 95% of our life is unconscious, right? So it's our internal world that's literally creating our outer world. And, you know, I mean, to give you an example so that people can relate with it, I had a client that had made lots of money and lost it and made lots of money and lost it. And when I found, when he found me, he was in a basement and we did some work and we found out that as a child, he made a decision about money that money was more important than him because his dad was working all the time and he wanted to play ball with his dad. So as a child, we use childhood logic to understand because, you know, as a child, we take everything personally and think it's about us. Um, and so he made a decision that money was more important to him and his behavior manifested that over and over and over. And once we changed that, it, it catapulted him into a whole other different dimension. Not visit, not, he didn't leave and go visit no. some people no. on another planet. Well, he, he, might, he might say that. <laughs> he might That's say a different that. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he might say that. Yeah, he changed his relationship. He was in a relationship that he had been in for like seven years and didn't have the ability to leave it. He changed his, his relationship changed. He found a woman that was just incredible to him, um, became top sales per, I mean, he, ju he just skyrocketed. Okay, so obviously that's a great example of a case study of a magical transformation. How do you help entrepreneurs who maybe either don't know, how do you help us uncover our limiting beliefs? Because what if we don't even know what they are? What if well, we haven't so that, done that level of deep introspective work yet? Ask lots of questions. Ask lots and lots of questions. Have them do some assessments. Um, you know, I've got, one of, the, one of the things that I love doing, Seth, is really getting people to 
find out how they think. Um, you know, it's, it's not people that fight or have conflict. It's their levels of understanding that fight and then have conflict. So I really like getting in there and finding out how they think. And then I can see patterns in what's going on. And then I can show it back to them and say, this is, this is the area that you're struggling with, or this is what's part of holding you back. Because anytime we want to expand, we get introduced to new parts of who we are, right? We don't, we don't know we're stuck to a chain until we start moving. And, and so that's what I want to find out, you know, and, and the interesting part about entrepreneurs that I love, I absolutely love this part of them is that they're so driven. They're so, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this happen, but doing a little bit of tweaking and the difference between good and great as we all know is just a little bit of fine tuning. And if you can remove you know, it, your subconscious is going to serve you the way it believes you want it to serve you. Uh, that's important what I just said. Your subconscious is going to serve you the way it believes you want it to serve you, unless we get clear about where we want to do it. And I mean, I had a, a fellow hypnotherapist that I worked with, and she had a client that was in San Francisco trying to build a very successful business, but his, his partner was in another state, and he kept destroying this business in San Francisco. Well, found out his subconscious was going, why do you want to build something here when the person you want to be with is in two states away? Right. So it's, it's just how getting in touch with where it is that you want to go and figuring out what it is that it stands in your way. It could be so one simple belief. Okay. So you're at, that's a great example. So you're finding out our unconscious programming, what's been holding us back, helping us decide if we want to change it, rewriting that script so mm -hmm. that then the gloves come off the shackles come off and we can actually get to where we think we want to get to. I would even say beyond where you think you can get to because our perception is not reality, right? Our perception is based on what we access from our internal world. I had another client that's been speaking for 30 years and she really wanted to step up her game and she had gone to therapy over 30 years. The first session I had with her, I was able to show her how to release a, a, an issue that she had had that had been holding her back all her life. And it just, it literally catapulted her into her speaking career, coaching career and building a very, very successful business. She's selling her other business that she never thought was going to be a possibility. So it's just amazing how, you know, the subconscious wants to protect us. And if we're moving into something that it believes is going to be dangerous to us, it's going to create all kinds of resistance within us. So it's finding out what is it that it believes is going to cause us pain and then being able to accelerate through that, through the process necessary to create what we want to create. That is absolutely amazing. I know you've taken a bunch of different modalities and put them together. You've kind of created your own unique version of how you're able to achieve these transformations. Can you talk about just a, don't spill the secret sauce, but just like a few of the different things that kind of have gone into creating the fat the Jeff method. Sure. Absolutely. And that, that's a great question. And I'm sure you've got so a better name for it than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's, re I mean, literally it's, it's showing people the map to reaching your fullest potential. I mean, we all hear that word potential, but potential is the actualization of possibility, right? And if you look at Roger Bannister, I mean, yeah. they had proven that you could not run the four minute mile. They had proven it, right? Because they had that model. They needed to make sense of that model. He breaks it. Now we have the evidence of what's possible. So what I do is I show people the map of what's possible through levels of understanding, through very, um, use a lot of the Enneagram, a lot of ancient wisdom as well to really help them understand um, more of our meta programs that are playing in within us so that we have the 
awareness is everything. I mean, that, that's what causes entrepreneurs more pain than anything is they just don't know how to do something. They don't know how to manage their inner world when they get into these areas where it's like, this is too much stress. And, and when we're in a stressful state, we react. And that's one of the things that destroys more lives, more relationships than anything is they react rather than they're proactive in understanding what's really going on. So I hope I that think, answered the question. That, I mean, yes, yes, yeah, it does. I, yeah. And obviously, I think a lot of us, it's, we learn more from our failures than from some of our successes. So, and you've been really, really open and transparent. Would you mind, are you okay sharing a couple of limiting beliefs in your life that you were able to get rid of and how that affected you? Um, I don't know. You mentioned yeah, you had some back in the beginning where you absolutely, were, absolutely. didn't want to be you know, here. Yeah. Um, you know, all of us at some level basically struggle with five beliefs down at a core level. It's I'm not significant. I'm not enough. I'm not valued. I'm not worthy. I don't matter. Right. At some variation of that. And it shows up in different areas of our lives. So I was raised by a mother that literally I felt like hated me. And I was raised by a dad that was an alcoholic that um, a lot of violence, a lot of craziness in my house. So I just had this inherent belief that there's just something wrong with me and I don't matter. And then I had some religious stuff that was going on and I just felt like God was really disgusted with me. So I had this incredible amount of pain and confusion and frustration inside of me. Well, I found alcohol at you know 11 years old. It was just like, cool, this is gone. I feel much better, right? I feel accepted. I can say what I want to say. And as time went on, um, you know, back, I don't know, what was it, like 99 I got diagnosed bipolar. Now that was something I did not want to sign up for. I had been very resistant to that, but I ended up being on bipolar meds for eight years. And when I got off bipolar meds, it was, I mean, Seth, it was like one of the biggest awakenings that I'd ever had in my life because it, it just really was magical for me. Um, you know, being able to get rid of PTSD, constant suicidal thoughts. I mean, all of these things have been, I mean, statistic, statistically, I should not be here. Statistically, I should have been dead by the time I was 25 years old. And I did, I, I failed. I did everything possible to make that happen. And something greater than me had a much bigger plan. So um, yeah, I've been, I've been abused. I've been, you know, anything. And it's my story. And I say that from the sense of, I'm not saying this because everybody's got their own story. I mean, I've worked with people that have had a fairly decent upbringing, but they had a couple of events that were, because they weren't conditioned that way, it was traumatic to them. So it's, yeah. I say, my, say that in the context of this is my story. And, and yeah, so there's been a lot of beliefs that I've really had to work with. And, and this is something else I see with entrepreneurs that I think is really relevant to mention in the show is that when we start rising, we start getting in touch with these narratives that we have about people that we have had relationship with. And, and this is one of the biggest things that I see with entrepreneurs is being able to manage that conversation that they're having inside of their head, right? Is, is that's where the resistance is, you know, and, and Stephen Pressfield writes about this in, in um, the war of art, where he talks about the resistance is the resistance is where we find out, what we make sense of and, and we really find out what our narrative is about our stories. So um, when, you know, and, and you'd brought up, you know, and I'd said the word failure, success or failure is an internal program, but failure is nothing more than feedback, right? But, but it's our narrative about failure that keeps us from having the momentum and the power to accelerate through what we need to accelerate to get to where we desire to be. That makes a lot of sense. I appreciate you being open enough to share that with us. 
Um, I've got a couple examples from my own life, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm wondering, the passion for what you do is obvious. Mm -hmm. What do you like best about what you do? Liberating people. Liberating people. Because we came into this world as the fullest version of our potential. And we were conditioned to believe things that hold us back. By well-intended people. And I, and I want to put that in there is because you know, people literally can only do what they can do because they can't access anything outside of their internal program, right? So that's what, you know, and I'll tell you a story real quick. So when I was in second grade, my mom came to me and said, hey, do you know who Kevin Thompson is? And I'm like, yeah, I know who Kevin Thompson is. And she goes, well, he's in the obituary. Of course, I didn't know what the obituary was. She goes, well, this is where they list people that have passed. And I'm like, okay, wow. And I was just, just like in shock because Kevin was a little bit challenged and everybody picked on him. And I was one of the bigger kids in school. So I kind of befriended him and protected him and stuff. Well, I go to school the next day and I tell my second grade teacher, I said, did you hear about Kevin Thompson? And she says, yeah, and we will never be mentioned his name again. And in that moment, I went, I don't want anybody ever to feel like they are insignificant. So, and if you look at my journey and my path prior to that, right, my parents were divorced and then there was just a lot of things going on. I never felt significant. So obviously I befriended somebody that wanted, I wanted him to feel the significance and then her saying that. And, and the reason I'm telling you this is because everybody has things inside of them that drive them, that nobody needs to tell them what they're good at or what, they, what they're passionate about, but they, but they don't have the tools or the questions to help them get very clear and make sense of that. And I did this exercise before I'd went to a Tony Robbins event and finding out what were the painful things in my life that I feel have been driving me to become the person that I am today. And, and my experience with Kevin was one of them. Um, I want everybody to do, to understand how flipping amazing they really are and to really embrace that. And because so many people deny themselves opportunities because they're so consumed with what is anybody going to think of me? And, and I get that it's, and there's a message out there. Don't care about what anybody thinks. And I think that's juvenile. I mean, I really think it is because we have to learn how to manage what we're exposed to and whether we let it inside of us or not. So that's, that's my take on it. That's great. I mean, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I read, I forget what book it was in where you wouldn't let someone, a stranger walk into your house and dump a big bag of garbage all over your living room carpet. Why do you let people do it into your head? Which is more right. important. Exactly. So yep, you give advice absolutely. and help people every day. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Uh, best advice I've ever gotten, probably, man, there's a lot, uh, put things in context, put things in context, because we like to take a little piece of content and make a big story out of it. And we don't understand the whole context of the situation. Kind of like some of the stuff that's going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't put things in context and, uh, be objective, put things in context and be an objective as you can be. That makes a lot of sense. I tell my wife, one of my favorite Sethisms um, is when she gets upset about something is, you know, eight times out of 10, my first response is, honey, you don't know anything yet. Depends on the day. Sometimes it works. Actually, yeah. the other day she quoted me back to me and she, I actually watched her stop and go, wait a second. I don't know anything yet. 
And I said, see, you have to choose how you react. Yeah. Do you want to think about how you want to feel about this? Do you want to ask yourself a question and go, wait a second, I don't know why they said what they or did what they said or did. I don't know what their motivation was. It might not have been me. I might not need to take this personally. They might not have been trying to hurt me. Right. I'm sure if I told them I was upset, they would feel bad. What else could this pot Tony question? What else could this possibly right. mean? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I know great. that you are a voracious consumer of content. What are top three favorite books? Definitely Cycle Cybernetics. Cycle Cybernetics. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, there's an audio program. It's not a book, but it's an audio program by Carolyn Miss called Advanced Energy Anatomy. I actually have my clients listen to this. It's a, it's a mind-blowing program. And a third one would probably be, well, for me, it was Big Book of AA. Yeah. Power versus force is up there too. That's, yep. a, that's, a, that's a great yeah. book. All of, awesome. all of David Hawkins stuff. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable for our entrepreneurial listeners who'd like to learn more about how they can uncover and release the limiting beliefs holding them back. What's the best way for them to learn more about you? Uh, check me out on social media um, or you can just go to callcoachjeff.com. We could set up a blueprint session and, and uh, just see how we can come up with some strategies that get you to where you want to be the quickest way possible. Awesome. Call coachjeff.com. I love it. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, man. Thanks for so much for having me, Seth. It's great being here. My pleasure. Everybody, thanks for watching or listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.